Hello and welcome to Word for the Day. This is Father Pete Matthews from St. Patrick's Anglican Church in Lexington, Kentucky. And in today's Word for the Day, we're going to think about the word repent. It's a, an important word in Lent. Of course, it's an important word for the Christian life, but it's especially one of the words for Lent. It pops up in the Book of Common Prayer as one of the opening sentences that's used for morning prayer, the invitation to repent. So I thought this week we'd think a little bit about the meaning of repentance and how it's an essential part of our life as disciples. So today let's just start with the word and its meaning. So it's a word that that pops up a number of times in the scriptures, uh, especially in the Gospels, Jesus uses this word, and it's translated from a Greek word that's a compound word, and the word is metanoia. So it has two parts, meta and noia. Meta has to do with um, changing or turning. Noia has to do with mind. So a wooden literal translation of the word is to change your mind. It's really helpful to know that because repent is a word with a lot of connotations that we connect to it, especially if we come from a, a more revivalist tradition that a lot of North American free church evangelicalism is a descendant of. And so we associate it with certain um, sentiments and emotions that aren't necessarily, necessarily part of the actual meaning of the word. What do I mean? Well, sometimes to repent, we think, well, that means, you know, I'm, I'm weeping and I'm sobbing over my sins. Now, the Bible speaks to a godly sorrow that leads to repentance. And so that can be emotive, especially if you're a more emotive person. But what, what demonstrates that a sorrow is godly is that it leads you to repent. So whether it's emotional or not, it's shown to be an authentic sorrow for sin because you actually do the work of repenting. So it's not the same as, um, it's not the same as feeling emotions. So that's one kind of mistake we can do with that word. You can be very cognitive and deliberate and thoughtful and still repent. So if you have a, a temperament more like mine, that's more cognitive in that way, don't worry. You can repent and you can repent well, and you may never weep when you repent. At the same time, if you're real emotive and that's kind of how you're wired, don't hear me like putting that down. You weep, you cry, you go for it or everything in between. The point is none of those things are actual repentance itself. To repent is to change your mind. Okay, so that's one thing. Another thing is we tend to think repent means to change your behavior. So you stop doing one thing and you start doing another thing. And it's the changing of yourself that is the repenting. Now, this one's tricky because to repent should lead to change behavior. But repenting itself is not the changing of the behavior. It's the internal movement. It's the changing of your mind. So what does that mean? Well, it might be helpful to, to expand the, the wording a little bit and say not so much repentance isn't so much change your mind in the sense that, in, excuse me, it's not so much change your mind like you're at the rest stop and you decide, I just need some sugar. So I'm going to get a candy bar and you walk into the machine and you think mounds, I need a mounds bar. And then you spot an almond joy and you change your mind to get the almond joy. Now, 
technically, yeah, repent means, means that. But what it's more getting at is change of mindset, change of outlook, change of what I hold to be real. So to repent, for example, we're going to talk about where Jesus says repent and believe the gospel. That has to do with you sort of have one outlook on life, a non-gospel outlook. You believe a story that's not the Christian story. You repent by changing your outlook, changing the story you believe in, and then living accordingly. And so that's sort of overarching repenting. So that has to do with changing your outlook and turning. So, so in a more prosaic or daily sense, it might mean, hey, I realized I did this thing that was sinful, and I change my outlook. Because the truth is, in the moment that I'm acting out in that way, I'm believing something that's not true. So I change my outlook, I change my mind, I change my belief, and I acknowledge that that's sin and turn back to Christ. That's what it means to repent. Now, if I repent and I turn back to Christ, then that's going to bear fruit in how I live. So there's a there's fruit that comes with repentance, and that's really important. And you really can't separate it from repenting, but they're not quite the same thing. I don't mean to be, you know, super... Um, arcane here by drawing that distinction, but I think it's important because I can truly repent. I can begin to bring forth fruit. I can fall again. I can repent again. It's it's the turning that matters. And it also reminds me that I, repenting is to turn to Christ, right? It's to change my mind and to have an inward turn toward Christ. So it's not just sort of Man, I don't like what I'm doing. I'm going to start doing something different. I could do that and never repent. I could just do behavior modification. It's a heart thing. By heart, I don't mean emotions. I mean that that core part of your person, your mind, your emotion, your will, that part of you that's sort of the 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 the, the honing center of yourself that sets the trajectory of your life. It's to turn that away from that which is not true, from that which is sinful and turn to that which is true and not sinful to Christ himself, and then bear fruit out of that. Okay, I hope that didn't raise more questions than it answered, but I, I, I think it, it should be helpful. That's a starting point. So Lent is about repent, and repent means to change your mind, to change your outlook, and then that bears forth in a new way of living. God bless and have a great day.